Yeah, I I don't know how Tim is able to do that to switch between three different songs one after the other. We I was still on Silent Night and there was a whole new tune going and I I couldn't find it. I don't know how you do it. So, but thank you so much for leading. Um, that one you're the one who leads singing and I don't. So just so glad to have you. We normally reserve the announcements for the end, but there's a few things that I just want to make you aware of that I'm so excited about. I just can't wait any longer. And the, the first is Johnny and Lindy Bell are here with us, and we are so excited to have them. Uh, they are wonderful, wonderful friends. We live down the a street from Johnny and Layton and just love them so much. We, we miss you all. And y'all are here for a very special reason. Not just to see us, although we know that's that's really special. But Miss um, Lindy has uh, published a book. And she's going to be out at the museum from 2 to 4 today for a, a book signing. And so we want to encourage you to all go out there and support her. I've not read the book, but she's told me a little bit about it. And it sounds really intriguing. So we hope that you'll join us. And, and thank you for coming. And thank you. Thank you for bringing your your sweet mother. We love her so much. So, uh, Also, a few more things we want to remind you of. If you signed up to bake cookies uh, and bring them, we need 70 dozen cookies by this Wednesday. If you want to bring more, just put them in my office. Otherwise, uh, we just need them here on Wednesday. And one more thing, today is the day that we're collecting the funds for the New Mexico Christian Children's Home of Portales. And so if you have your red or green envelope, uh, you can place your donation in there and put it in the box or hand it to one of the elders. Uh, you can also go online and do that via PayPal. Uh, all the funds, 100%, will go to gift cards, which will be sent to the Me New Mexico Christian Children's Home. And so today is the day to do that. So we want to encourage you uh, to do that. We're going to be in Luke chapter 2 again. So if you have your Bible, if you would join me, open up to Luke chapter 2. We're actually going to start in verse 6. And I'm going to do something that's very difficult for me to do. I'm going to start reading, and I'm not going to stop until we get to the end. I'm, I'm going to want to stop and comment, but we'll do that a little bit later on. So right now, we're going to be in Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 6. While they, that's Mary and Joseph, were there, there being Bethlehem, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men to whom, on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. 
So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard, which they, which they had seen, which were just as had been told. So we actually read this last week, but today I want to focus in a little bit more on a different group of people. I want to focus in on the shepherds. And the one thing that I love thinking about is, why did God choose to allow happen the things in the way in which he did? Why would God choose to have his son not only crucified, but why would he have him to be crucified between criminals, one on his right and one on his left? God chose that. He wanted it to happen that way. Why would God allow his son not to be born just of a virgin and in somewhat of an illegitimate situation, but then that child to be placed uh, in a man? Manger, in a, a feed trough in a stable because there was no room for him. But I don't think that it was only out of convenience that the shepherds were chosen because God said, well, we probably need somebody to hype up the, the birth of Jesus. And so we need somebody who can do a little PR. Who can we get? And they, oh, we don't have anybody close. But there's some shepherds. They're nearby. Let's just grab them. And so my first question as we look at Luke chapter 2 is why would God choose them? I mean, what was special about them? A, a shepherd in the first century is kind of like a roustabout in the 21st century. What was so unique about them that God would say, these are, these are going to be the ones that are going to go out and be heralds. They're going to be the ones who, who send the good news about Jesus. I mean, I just, I want you to think about this. Think about if somebody famous were coming into town. Who would you want to be promoting their arrival? Can you imagine a bunch of guys in the, in the you know, the, the, the fire retardant coats and their jeans that are just caked with oil and their big boots and they're walking around saying, hey, guess what? The president's coming. Is that really what you would think? Like, guys, you know, clean up. I mean, let's, why don't we get somebody in here who, you know, is probably, is more suited for the task. But what if they were the ones that were suited for that task? What if that's exactly who God had chosen, said, these are the ones. And so my question is, what was special about them. I think there's a couple of things. I think the first is that they had willing hearts. And secondly, they had a desire to worship. Think about that. Do you think you have what it takes to be a worshiper of God? Do you think God would actually choose you out of seven billion people say, you're the one 
that's going to tell everybody about my son Jesus the best news anyone can ever hear, and I'm picking you. Would God pick you? Well, let me ask this. Do you have a willing heart? And do you have a desire to worship? Apparently, that's exactly what these shepherds had. Because we have an angel that comes down, as we talked about last week, the angel absolutely terrified these shepherds. It says they, 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 they trembled. And that is worship. The shepherds worshipped right there in that field. Now you, you can go back and look. And you can challenge me on this one. Because it doesn't say that they worship. But I don't think it is a stretch to say that their worship began right there as the angel came to them. Because remember, what does the Greek word for worship mean? Does anybody remember? What is it, young lady? Well, hallelujah is what they would have said, but what's the physical action? To, to kiss the hand, to, to bend the knee. And don't you think, as that angel appeared to them, and they were terrified that they fell to their knees, they were worshiping right there. There is no doubt that the terror elicited by the angel led them to bow down. They were willing to worship right where they were. Throughout the Bible, we are introduced to hundreds of worshipers, and they worship in dozens of different places. And a little bit of a spoiler alert, today in class, we are going to have a, a battle of the sexes. Men against women, women against men. And what we're going to do is we're going to try to list different Bible characters in uh, that we find worshiping. And then the other sex has to, has to say where that person was when they were worshiping. So don't you don't want to miss out. Guys, we're going to need your help. Okay, I've already found out Ida is going to be in class today, so we're in big trouble. Okay, so guys, we need all of you here. Okay, and so we're going to see if we can't name some, some individuals in the Bible, and then the women have to come up with the places where they worshiped and vice versa. But all throughout the Bible, we find some really crazy places that people chose to worship. It didn't just happen in church buildings. In fact, right here in a, a pasture, in a field where, where people were shepherding the flock, they are led to worship. But back to the field and, and the shepherds. They were there to worship God. But they weren't content to stay there. They wanted to get a closer look at the cross. Verse 16 says, So they hurried off, and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. Now, what did exactly, what did that look like? Did, did, they, did they walk? Did they run? Did they do the, the, the speed walk while they're pumping? The, I don't really know. I want to know. I wish I could have been there to see. What were they talking about? 
I, I don't really know, but I know it wasn't a meander. It wasn't a stroll. It wasn't an amble, a mosey, a saunter, or even a sachet. And as my mom always threatened, they didn't dawdle. They made a beeline. They were headed towards Bethlehem, and they were looking for what? A baby in a manger. Just a crazy idea. What, how are you going to know you found the cross? How do you know you found the king? Okay, look for a smelly feed trough, and when there's a baby in it, then you know you're in the right place. But I do have to ask this. I know it sounds silly, but I, I just want to know, why did they hurry? Think about it. Why did they hurry? I mean, Bethlehem can't be that far away. I mean, it's a baby. It's not like the baby's going to get up and walk away. I mean, the baby is sleeping, and as we learned from the song last week, it didn't cry at all. Right? Why were they in such a hurry? They, they were excited. They were anxious. Just like all of you this morning. You woke up before the alarm went off and said, I can't wait. We're going to go worship today. Honey, get up. Oh, that's right. It's Sunday. We get to worship. I can't wait to go and learn more about Jesus and be surrounded by people who want to learn more about Jesus. We're going to get together and it's going to be exciting. It's going to be so great. It's going to be like, like the old time pep rallies in high school, right? Where people, yes. Yes, but we don't need pom-poms to be excited because this is not about a game that we might win. This is about a Savior that has won the world and has offered it to us. This, he's overcome the world. He says, don't be afraid. I'm giving you life. Aren't you really excited? Like, aren't you really excited? I think you are. You're not showing it, but I know deep down you are, right? You're excited that, that God has absolutely changed your life because without Jesus, you have no hope of salvation. And this is really good stuff. That's exactly why they would have hurried. Here they were. They were ready to go and worship. This, this little... Baby, this, I, I don't know, six pound, eight ounce. I don't know. We don't know any of the numbers, but whatever it was, they looked at that child and they worshiped. But why? Why would they worship this baby? Because they knew he was. But what had he done? He's lying there. He hadn't done anything, he's just there. He's sleeping or not sleeping? He's crying or, or not crying? What has he done? Now, I just don't get it. Maybe, maybe they worshipped who they believed he was. Maybe they worshipped because they, they believed that he was going to do great things for the world. Or maybe they just worshipped the God who had sent him. But the fact is, that they were so impressed by that meeting that they began to share it with other people. Verse 17 and 18 says, When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. This news was too good to contain. 
They just had to share. But the thing is, think about this, guys. There's really a lot at stake here. There's a lot at stake here. I mean, they're going to make some pretty bold claims about a little infant baby that they just saw. Let me tell you about this baby I saw laying in a barn in a food trough. He's going to change the world. Okay, now I know y'all think that that's crazy, but it's really not. Because all of you have been around grandparents who have done this, right? You've been around the grand. We have all been assaulted by the pictures. Back in the day, the pictures used to be in a billfold that you could pull out and go, oh, this is. But now we have the phones, and the grandparents are armed with a device that, that we cannot like, guard ourselves from. They pull out that phone and they will show you pictures. I like all these, just scroll after all these pictures of this little grandchild. And they will so, say some of the craziest things. You know, I've heard them gush. Oh, this child is so cute. And that baby isn't really that cute. Oh, this child is so smart. Like, how, wouldn't you give like an IQ test in the crib? Like, oh, but look how they smile so great. Oh, it's just gas. Come on, people. Like, they get so excited about their little child. Oh, oh, he's 22 inches long. He's going to be a great basketball player. Really? 20, you're you're going to say that. You're going to project that. Oh, look, she has such beautiful eyes. She's going to be a model. A model? The kid doesn't even have hair yet. Like, what are we talking about here? Oh, he has a huge head. He's going to be a rocket scientist. Now, that kid's just got a really big head. I hope it has strong neck muscles because it's going to need to hold that thing up. Or my favorite, oh, we had to wait for hours to see her. She's going to be a doctor someday. Because that's what doctors make. They make people. Yeah, I thought so. Regardless, there was something special about that baby laying in the manger. Because the shepherds just kept on worshiping. Listen to verse 20. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. When I grow up, I want to be just like those shepherds. I want to be that nobody in the field that God can look at and say, you know what? I believe that Doug will believe and that he's willing to worship and that he'll share the message of Jesus with other people. In a time when everybody wanted to be a scribe or a Pharisee, God said, I'm going to choose the smelly shepherd out in the field to share the good news. This is what we know about those shepherds. We know that the shepherds were available, that they believed the angel, that they worshipped in the field, that they hurried to see Jesus, that they spread the good news, and that they praised God for His Son. 
Does that describe us? Are we available to God? Will we believe what God tells us through the Bible, His Word, and through the ways He speaks to our hearts? Are we willing to worship exactly where we are? Not just right now, but wherever we are this week, are we willing to worship God wherever we are? Will we hurry to have an encounter with Jesus? Are we going to spread the good news? And will we continue to praise God for His Son, Jesus? This morning, my challenge and my call for each one of us is to be the shepherds that listen, that believe, that worship, that hurry, that spread the good news, and that we will praise God for His Son, Jesus. This morning, I want to ask that you'll join me as we praise God in song.